This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Free FM 89.0. Tuya Nareo Otahapori. Now, Hamilton City Council presents Council Comment. A weekly discussion about civic business one-on-one with those at the council table. Here's your host, Brian Smith. Very good morning, everyone. My guest on the uh, program this morning is uh, Worship the Mayor, Paula, and uh, we'll just press the button and get her on here. Are you there, Paula? Yes, I am. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's good to have you with us, and... uh, it's um, one of those times I was just saying the fog and the mist and everything else reminds us that summer's disappearing. Yeah, it's got a bit of a nip in the air also, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there we go. For us that don't like the heat too much, it's um, it's probably good. <laughs> but <laughs> lovely to have you on. I know you're filling in on somebody else's, but uh, lovely to have you there. Uh, what you're going to start off with the uh, possibility of a rate rise, the debt and the rate rise, uh, quite a tight budget coming up, I presume. Yes, yeah, so no, not so much as a rate rise as holding the rates at the proposed levels in the long-term plan, but I'll get back to that. So we've just um, finished a very laborious four days of annual plan meeting. In fact, I think we finished last night on Zoom at 10 to 10. Oh, my gosh. So we certainly did go over every little detail of the plan. Yep. Um but yes, look, we've uh, landed with a draft plan, which will be put together alongside a um, consultation or engagement program so that the public can see what we've been talking about and in general have a say about some of the key things. Yep. So um, that will just take a little while to put together and then it'll be in front of the public. And we talked about many things, many, many things. And then at the end, of course, it comes to a calculation of rates or debt or mm. borrowing and all of those kind of things. So there's three strands. There's um, city debt, um, rates, and any any um, ability to balance the books. Uh, that all comes up at the end of the meeting. But, of course, we started by talking about some of the um, key projects that councillors had brought to the table or changes from the LTP that we needed to consider. So that yep. was the start of the meeting. Uh, there were quite a few proposals you may be interested in. Yep. Are you there? Yep. <laughs> um, I just thought I missed you for a moment there. So it, it's going to be a, a real balancing act to, so we don't have r- massive rate rises and things like that. Okay, it always is a real balancing act. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say, although I've got a noisy car leaving next door, sorry about that. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that um, this year was completely different from other years for a number of reasons. First of all, um, it, we're on the tail of COVID. We know that costs have gone up. Yep. Extraordinarily, I mean, people know that for themselves. Everyone out there is hurting in some specs because food's gone up, fuel's gone up, uh, the price of construction's gone up, and lots of um, lots of costs have risen. Mm. And so that is the same for council, of course. Our costs have gone up to do business. Our staff costs, our material costs, our building costs, all of those have gone up. 
But also, of course, during COVID, we lost a lot of revenue because there were less people going through the pools, less people going through the museum, the libraries, and so on. Yeah. And um, so less events at Claudelands and all of those sort of things, which means our revenue was severely hit. So I guess we're like a big household in a sense. We've been hit too. Having said that, that doesn't diminish, diminish the pressure that the community's in at, under at the moment. So um, we are we are trying to balance uh, what's right for the community and what's right for council and how we uh, bear in mind people's affordability to pay mm, their rates, yep. but also provide um, a strong future for the city, which means looking after our assets, making sure they don't become shabby and old or even closed, <laughs> dare I say. Yes. Uh, making sure that all our core functions are still done. Are you there? Yeah, sorry, I stopped at that point. I thought you might want to question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. With the building developments in the city, there's some inner city stuff going on. There's also things like um, the uh, one out at Rurakura and things like that. Uh, so they're, they're pretty big building uh, situations. Uh, are they affordable? Oh, look, housing affordability is a, is a critical issue we've yet to solve, but we're heading that way. It's absolutely brilliant for Hamilton that there are lots of subdivisions opening up yep. and providing opportunities for that more affordable level. And every opportunity that we get, we require a portion of uh, affordability in those new suburbs. So most developers are delivering upon that. Yep. Not all the houses will be affordable. Some of them will be affordable. But the key point is that um, people deserve to have a home, to be well housed. Yes. And at the moment, that's just not the case. We've got people living in motels, um, which are as emergency housing. We've got people living in overcrowded homes, even in garages and in substandard homes that are cold and damp. That's got to change. I think we'd all agree with that. So, you know, work in progress is what I'd say, but I'm really pleased with the progress with these new subdivisions. Mm. Well, Peacocks has been talked about for... I, I came to Hamilton 27 years ago and it was being talked about, but it is now in progress. It is now in progress. As you will see when you pass by Cobham Drive, yep. the bridge the bridge is, is progressing nicely and very soon we'll have that connection across the river. There's already um, approved consents on the other side in Peacocks for builders to get underway. And I guess as soon as they have that connection, they will be underway. And we'll see, um, the you know, that whole area change mm. quite dramatically, I would say. I can just imagine it. And, of course, there's one out at Rotokauri. There's uh, uh, progress going on out there, and they're starting to extend. Quite a few people have been living out there for a year or two already. Yeah, look, there there is a lot of growth out at Rotokauri. Um, we've just recently uh, heard of a developer who's got their, consent, their private plan changed through, so they're yep. now in the um, phase of consenting to build a, a fairly large community out there. Uh, and they're really dedicated to affordability and different models of housing, mm -hmm. plus also doing a, a, a top environmental and community outcome too, so that the community has access to green space, cycling, walking, all of those other good things. Yeah. One of the uh, things that have come up and others have brought up is the idea of 
inner city building where you can just sort of have shops at ground level, offices above, and then people living above that. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's right. It is a good idea. And we are, in fact, seeing developers do that. Of course, the um, first part of Union Square was all commercial, but the second part of Union Square um, behind Hood Street there is, in fact, exactly as you describe it, commercial businesses at the bottom and a beautiful public plaza with cafes and and a place to walk and sit and so on and above it um good inner city living um i think we'll see more uh, you know and that's not the only example to be fair there's some new apartments in the north end of victoria street to sale mm, yep. you, if you look carefully around you will see that developers are putting apartments above commercial premises uh, Park Haven was one of the first to do it. That's the one <coughs> opposite Founders Theatre. Oh, yes, I know. And, I, and I've been in those apartments, and they're simply stunning. Uh, I, I just think we'll see more and more of that type of living. But I do make one caution, and that is that it must be quality living. You know, people deserve to live in more than a box. They deserve Absolutely. to live in, in a community. They de- deserve to live in a good quality home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know... That, that's my only caution. That's what I want to see for the city. Yeah, good quality. And, uh, yeah, you're quite right because I, I think there's too many people overseas living in boxes and some of them pretty disgusting, I understand. Yes, yeah. Uh, look, you know, we know what, ta- what it takes to keep people healthy and well and connected with their city. And they do, you know, the size of the um, dwelling is not as important as what assets there are around it you know yeah. the access ways an access to green space a place to put your bike or your car a place to mix and mingle with other people so that you're not just you know cocooned in your your four walls it's got <laughs> to be part of a living community uh, one issue i could highlight in respect to that um uh in a city li- in that kind uh, of higher density living which is uh, already going on in the city one area of grave concern to our council is the recent changes that the government made, which enable three-storey um, uh, duplexes, if you like, yep. um, three-storey apartments to go in anywhere across the city where the section is big enough to accommodate them. And that's a huge concern to us because it means that just about any suburb could could, could, could be subject to that type of development. Yeah. And we oppose that because we've done a lot of work of our, in identifying areas where that would be more fitting and uh, you know obviously around transport nodes or key shopping areas and such mm-hmm. um, you could understand apartments popping up in the future because that makes sense people don't have to own a vehicle they can come out and get on the bus or walk to their walk uh, to their local center for their local needs um, we haven't got the funding to upgrade infrastructure into every last suburb of Hamilton so that a few three-story apartments can go there. So we're still lobbying government on that because we just don't think it's the best way forward. Right, well, I agree with you there. There's a couple of streets out in Dinsdale, and uh, I live just near one of them, where there has been some infill buildings uh, going up to about three stories. But they are not being... Well, they look untidy to me, put it that way. Mm. Yeah, look, um, you know, we want all parts of the city, the older parts and the newer parts, um, to have a high quality of living. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I think it's really important that we do protect existing suburbs. Now, 
I, uh, I know that change is coming and we will see the face of our city changing. Yep. Uh, we will see different types of accommodation that maybe 20 years ago were unthought of. Uh, that's progress, but it's got to be positive progress in my mind. It's got to add to the value of the city and improve people's lives and help people thrive. Other, otherwise, we're just, um, uh, you know, creating future problems, I think. Yeah. With, with the building and that, and the, one of the things that concerns me and a lot of other people I've spoken to, including councillors, is this free water plan that the government have come up with. They're going to take the whole lot over. Comment on that one? Um, well, that's not, not entirely accurate. But, okay. Um, so the government, the council has been opposed to the three water reform in its current yep. form, which is those four very large entities. We submitted strong comments against the asset ownership model that they were proposing, oh, yep. wanting a model that allowed councils to have continued to have some ownership in their own assets manage their own assets. Mm -hmm. We also wanted something that strengthened local democracy and gave local communities the chance to determine service levels for their own community and what they expected. So we have been able to make some changes to government thinking, but fair to say, not enough. Uh, and so we've done what we can in terms of um, submitting to their independent working party. The next step is for them to, for government to come out with their final draft proposal yep. legislation, which then, of course, has a select committee pro, uh, process around it. And we will be going to that select committee and making our views very firmly heard Good. Uh, um, in respect of what's the best outcome for Hamilton. Now, personally, I will acknowledge that around the country, some level of reform is required. I mean, to be honest, you should be able to travel around New Zealand anywhere and drink water from the tap without boiling it and knowing you will be safe. Yep. You should be able to swim in the lakes and the rivers and the um, shoreline without swimming amongst E. coli from sewerage outfalls or spills. Mm. And unfortunately, whether we like it or not, the plain truth is you can't do that. Now, Hamilton is very good with its water quality and we've pretty good with our wastewater quality. We have the occasional oops, but we manage <laughs> our wastewater pretty well. Yeah. So we're in a different position, and that's the point we've been making with government. Um, yes, we do think some change is required from a national perspective, but we don't think the current model best serves the needs of Hamiltonians. Well, well, that's well put, and uh, I accept what you're saying there. Uh, some of the r things that I'm going to bring up with you is the roading a lot of road works going on at the moment and actually if you go up to the zoo the road's really rough because it's all gravel and stuff that's going to come in to its own a lot of work done for the zoo and that and uh, some of the streets are in a bit of a pondery but i think congratulations for the work that's going on it's really great oh thank you I, we are putting we are putting a lot of investment into our roads, um, in particular the safe the safety aspects of roads. So there are a number of um, intersections and roading areas which are getting upgraded in the ten year plan because of safety. Mm -hmm. um, the part by the zoo uh, will look fantastic soon because we've just you know we finished the um, K 
cafe at the zoo, which, of course, people can visit even if they don't want to go through the zoo park. Yes. They can just go to the cafe. It's pretty beautiful. Mm. Um, and that's going to connect with a precinct across to Waifokariki Natural Heritage Park. And that whole area of the road will be improved. And, of course, in doing so, they'll be safer. Because yep. at the moment, the overflow parking is in that paddock, as you may be aware. Yes. And then people have to wander across the road with their children, which... I've never been comfortable with. Well, so we'll kill two birds with that one stone. We'll make it a fantastic visitor precinct, but we'll also improve the road. Win-win. Well, that'll be good because uh, it's a bit bumpy at the moment. I, I go up there, I've got a, uh, a family members up that way, and I go up that way quite often. I think, come on. <laughs> but uh, it's going well, and I'm pleased to see the zoo going so well. It's a, really a great asset to the city. It's a fantastic asset. And, um, you know, uh, in the next LTP, which is a couple of years where we'll be thinking about what else we can do, there's a lot of, I'll give credit to um, uh, councillors um, like Councillor O'Leary, who led the zoo plan in the first place yeah. a couple of terms ago, uh, for having that vision about what the zoo could look like. And um, there is an opportunity for overnight accommodation in the zoo um, uh, so that, you know, you could um, experience the twilight <laughs> and uh, with the animals, all right, and wake up and potentially eat your breakfast overlooking the uh, savanna land. Right. Um, but also that would be used for education and visitors, visitors more broadly. So that that could be pretty exciting. No money in the budget for that at the moment, but who knows? Next LTP, it maybe maybe um, we'll get support. Yes, I can just imagine somebody asking you, uh, "Where are you sleeping?" and saying. In, at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've seen some fantastic um, overseas examples. Um, in fact, Councillor Wilson once showed me when he was um, back in Canada a long, a fair while ago. Yeah. He and his wife visited uh, a place, a wolf, uh, Arctic wolf uh, reserve. Yes. And their little cabin was had a glass window. And when you um, opened up the blinds in the morning or even in the evening, you could just uh, sit there having something to eat and watch the wolves in their natural environment right close. I mean, that just looks so fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. But we digress. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I was coming back to you on is uh, also the uh, theatre, the Founders Theatre. Has something been decided on that one or is it still in the uh, what-to-do box? Um, no, it's... Uh, Margaret Evans and her group were given the opportunity to um, they had a bit of a delay in our decision so that they could investigate and propose an alternative use for the Founders Theatre. Yes, you that. Um, that was that was funded. So um, they're in the process of they've pulled some stuff together. Yep. Um, and I guess they're in the process of seeing what their funding model looks like uh, to come back to council with an, uh, with. Um, with something and I think we have to keep an open mind until that point um, I have to say we do not have any money for um, revitalising that building and we'd have to be careful that anything that did go there wasn't in competition with the other theatre but was somehow complementary or met another need so um, yeah so it's uh, next month I think that, that that report comes back to us but I have to say that sooner or later we're going to have to make a definitive de decision about founders. We can't keep limping on. 
uh, with things that we've talked about loads of times. We've just got to make a decision and get with it. Yeah. Now, the new new theatre is coming on and uh, well on track and uh, that sort of thing. Um, has it got a name, by the way, the new theatre? Well, at the moment, it's a Waikato Regional Theatre. Yeah. In terms of um, if it has a um, complimentary te reo name, Māori name, I'm not certain at this point, sorry. Okay. No, I just wondered about that, but uh, it is coming along. I'm looking forward to it being open because, you know, if you want to go to a Me? big show or ballet or something like that, it will be really marvellous. Oh, look, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. It will revitalise the city. And I, I know there's been people who've had a variety of views and some have had concerns and so on. Um, but it will be just a fantastic riverside asset when people realise that along the whole back of that theatre they can walk along a glass concourse, mm -hmm. looking at the river. There'll be performances in there at lunchtime, places to sit. I, I just know that people are going to love it. I'm sure they will, and uh, I'm one of those people. I hope I'm still around when it's finished. <laughs> Don't oh, no, you will be. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Yes, I'm just joking. Um, there we go. And, uh, of course, a lot of your meetings have been uh, on Zoom, I presume. Is this a sufficient way of dealing with the business? I'm going to say yes and no to that. So from the in the first instance, it is a fantastic tool that has helped us navigate and keep doing business during COVID. Yep. In fact, we were the first council to be fully up and running with voted meetings on Zoom when we went into that first lockdown to when the government changed the law so that um, voting remotely was allowed. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were the first council to be doing that. So we have done a lot of our business by Zoom, for absolutely certain. And for short meetings, I think it's fine. It can bring people together in a way... Um, we couldn't with the current climate. Like I was talking on a Zoom this morning with um, four large city mayors from around New Zealand. Okay. And it was really good to have that connect, you know, that ability to keep regular conversation. But we also had an extraordinary long, and we'll come back to the rates in a second, an extraordinary long uh, annual plan meeting. And we had three days, and um, two of those were eight hours long. Gosh. And last night... As I said, we went till 10 p.m. And there were some people in council chamber and some people at home. And I, unfortunately, have to be home because my husband has COVID. I'm isolating to keep everyone safe. So mm. I'm at home. So I had to Zoom. And it's incredibly tiring trying to manage goodness knows how many faces on your screen. <laughs> and, um, and then, of course, uh, three or four people in a, another room. So I personally don't like the half-and-half half model because I find that even more tiring. Yes. But, you know, look, we muddle through, we get through, and I have to say I was really um, thankful to my colleagues for their patience. Yesterday we managed to step it through and be fairly forgiving of each other, you know, if you went to yeah. ask your question in order or, you know, you were overlooked briefly or something like that because, you know, that does happen. It's, I think... Zoom requires patience and perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I've been on one or two of them and I don't really like it, to be perfectly honest. But there we go. No. Hey, just to get back to the annual plan before we run out of time. Yes. Um, in the um, long-term plan, we had forecasted a series of rates um, and this year was to be in 4.9 and, and it still is. Having said that, 
so we've so we've taken to holding the level that we proposed. So we haven't we've neither raised the rates nor decreased them. Uh, we weren't able to decrease them because inflation is at a, a massive high, hasn't been this high for ages. In fact, we had probably over three hours of debate alone on inflation and rising costs within council. And we fixed a pretty um, good inflation rate. And in doing so, that made a real difference to um, to our ability to fund because we have to be cautious. Yes. Um, so I know people will be unhappy with that rates increase. And what compounds that slightly is that we have revaluations this year. So some people's properties will go up in values and value and others won't. And that, that comes around every three years and it's a bit of a nuisance really because it alters the rate distribution. But it is what it is. Yeah. And look, we will be asking people. There's a range of projects in the annual plan from um, things like um, uh, strategic water line uh, at the Hamilton South, a uh, uh, Phuketi Reservoir pump upgrade. Um, oh, uh, one that public will be interested in is we've increased the level of service for the burial lawn Clark areas because we had a lot of feedback from the community that they didn't like um, the way that the gravestones were being overgrown or damaged. Uh. And so we've agreed that the, the correct moral thing is to look after our cemetery better. And so that's gone in. Um, some money into climate action, some money into um, the acquisition of parks and some of those growth areas and some roading projects, trans uh, transport and roading projects. So look, um, we will come out to the public, as I say. It won't be a full consultative process with um, every last single project outlined, but it, we will give people a very good look at the money and why we've made the decision we've made and the key projects, and we will be asking for feedback on those. Well, thank you very much for being with us, uh, Paula Southgate, the Mayor, and uh, giving us uh, all the information you had there. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you later in the year, of course, and um, probably uh, before the elections. And, of course, there will be the elections coming up, and I guess there's a lot of work you need to do before then. Yes, absolutely, and I haven't had too much time to think about the elections because we have been so flat out sure. with other business. But, you know, they'll come around soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the very best to you and your husband and hope everything uh, goes well and yeah. uh, he gets yeah. over it and you're okay. Thank you. I'm, I've avoided it so far, so fingers crossed. We'll look forward to meeting, meeting up with you next time. And Thank all, you so all much. Members. Bye for now. Bye. Well, that was uh, Paula Southgate, the Mayor, and uh, I'm Brian Smith, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be with you on the programme. We'll be back 11.30 to 12 next week with another councillor. Hope you have a good week and everything goes well. Bye for now. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.